What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, the Nuggets uh, come back to Denver, tied 2-2, um, after losing two close games in Phoenix. Um, <clears throat> if you want in-depth breakdowns of uh, what happened and what transpired, uh, I suggest going to Lockdown Nuggets, Pickaxe and Roll, uh, any of the other uh, Nuggets-based podcasts that do that sort of thing. I'm just here to give you an overview and to talk about something else in the second half of the, the podcast. Uh, I'm going to address the overall game and what I feel the big issue was, specifically in Game 4, that the Nuggets lost. Uh, and in the second half, I'm going to talk to you about Mac, Matt Ishbia and uh, get a little spicy. So in the first half, I'm going to talk about this. Um Jamal Murray scored 32 and 27 points respectively, or 28 points respectively, in the uh, two games played in Phoenix. And I would argue that those were two of the worst playoff games he ever played. Um, you know, even game, what was it, game two in Denver, Jamal was not great. Um, this hasn't been a tremendous series for Jamal outside of uh, the first game, which he was really excelled in. Here's the here's the problem with Jamal, and I really kind of, after thinking about it, kind of narrowed in on what the issue has been. Um, Jamal is f way too slow. And this has been an issue with Jamal for the entirety of his basketball career. Uh, Jamal is a very deliberate player. Jamal walks very slowly up the court uh, to set up a offense that usually results in a two-man game with Jokic. Um, and what has happened since Chris Paul is not, and someone pointed this out to me on Twitter, so I'm sorry that I don't remember who exactly pointed it out to me, but, um, whoever did, thank you. And you'll remember and meet and remind me on uh, Twitter, please, please do that at Jay Morton 78. Um, but one of the things that has happened is Jamal is so slow. And it's more than defense. It's more than anything else. And at the end of these games, Jamal has struggled getting into sets. You know, he hit some shots and some big shots in the fourth quarter. But one of the issues is when the Nuggets tend to get behind, it's because he plays with no, pl no pace whatsoever. And due to the way the Suns are guarding the Denver Nuggets, uh, at least they did in the games in Phoenix, um, they've shown that they have are have identified that Jamal won't do speed up. He won't get into transition. He uh he is basically this is why he's had so many 24 second shot dribbling out things. Is that Jamal is very deliberate. Some of that is a control thing. Um some of that is uh just the way he is. Jamal Murray is slow. That slowness has translated itself into the Nuggets offense in, in, in bridge moments gets completely bogged down. Um, I will say that the end of the first quarter, end of the second quarter, end of, end of the third quarter, end of the fourth quarter, I call those bridge moments. Because usually in Malone's, um, in, in the way Malone uh, does his rotations, that is the that is the bench bridge gap right there, and Jamal largely plays with the bench. Um, 
when he's not with Jokic and doing the two-man game thing. And where you've seen the issue is that since the Nuggets don't really have any shooters on the second unit, um, Jamal just ends up pounding the air out of the ball and going one-on-one and trying to score. I, I, this is not a slight to Jamal. If you contrast him with Devin Booker, you see the difference in smoothness. Jamal, it seems like every fiber of his being is going towards making a shot. And he makes easy shots look difficult, and he makes hard shots look like they're impossible. That's just the way Jamal plays. It's because, and I've said this over and over on this podcast, it seems like every little bit of his actual being is going into trying to make this shot. He works so hard, and that's the way he, he is. Um, Jamal is a hard worker. That's why he would do so well when he was injured. You know, uh, if he had a moment where he wasn't 100%, he would always have a good game because he was working so hard. It's just into his DNA. Um, however, on the flip side of that is that that, that work it manifests itself in completely deliberate play. I would argue that more than Jokic, um, Murray is the slowest player on the Nuggets roster. And that has completely bogged the Nuggets offense down on, on occasions. You know, the Nuggets have been great on offense. I mean, let's let's not get this twisted. The Nuggets had lost last night as of this recording because Landry Shamit had 17 points. That's it. It wasn't because Jer- Devin Booker had 36. It wasn't because Durant had 30-something. It was because... Landry Shamit had 17, and a lot of that was Landry, Landry Shamit going at Jamal. And it's not fair to Jamal to pin this on him, and I'm not pinning it on him, but it has been identified as an issue. And part of that issue is adapting and, and maybe Jamal understanding that he can't be so damn slow. He has to make quicker decisions. He can't deliberately run the offense he has to has to look at speeding himself up it you can only do this so long before it like people teams and playoffs specifically it catches up with you and they identify it and they just say okay this guy's gonna walk this up here all we're gonna have to do since he is dribbling the air out of the ball is stay stay on these guys one-on-one they're not even having to double him or anything like that it's, it's, it's really been identified to me as a problem. Uh, MPJ had a bad, his first bad game of this series, I think. Um, the first, the very first bad game of this series. Jamal, Mike has had managed to have uh, impactful games without scoring a lot. And in game three, he had 21 and 12 and really was good on defense um, and, and overcame two turnovers in the first quarter. Last night, he had a great first quarter and a not good last rest three game three quarters and some of that is i didn't mpj has gone back into if i don't shoot here i'll never get the ball again mode some of that is on him some of that is on the nuggets um i pointed this out on twitter a couple days ago the nuggets habit of just giving mike the leftovers is coming back to bite them because uh they they specifically Jamal and Jokic, and Jokic had 53 last night. We're going to talk about him in a second. Um, When you have that going on, it's hard to give anyone else a proper look. 
And you can tell sometimes Mike starts thinking, if I don't shoot here, I will never get the ball again. Right. And that is frustrating for Nuggets fans. And I'm sure frustrating for Mike. And that is something that we are going to have to look at going forward. He also had 10 rebounds. So he's rebounding, rebounding the heck out of the ball. But the Nuggets lack of, well, third ball handler is kind of coming back to haunt them. All that being said, Nikola Jokic had 53 points, 11 assists, and 4 rebounds last night, and it was a monster game. And I said on Twitter, and maybe this was a little harsh, but the entire team, and plus the coaching staff, let him down. And, I mean, look, you can't waste games like this. They didn't let him down. Um, it was a game they lost by 5 points. So we're not talking about uh, a 53-point game from Jokic in a blowout. Jokic had one of those sublime efforts that where he identified that he needed to score. He doesn't always do that. Sometimes he doesn't score. You know, that's what throws people off about him. Um, you could tell he was like, I've got to do this because Jamal doesn't really have it. And Mike's not shooting well. We got to, we, we have got to do this. Plus the Nuggets don't have a really a lot, and many other engines on offense. And KCP has been dreadful offensively in this series well specifically the last every game outside of game one when he was hitting threes if kcp's not hitting those threes he is a basically nothing on offense and you have to rely on whatever he can give you on defense yes there were some circumstances in the game where there was some fouling going on but Jokic is very good at identifying when the team doesn't have it he's very good at that and that identification is why he had 53 points. So Jokic was just sublime. It was one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. It To me, it sur even though it was a loss, it surpassed his 16.20 rebound effort in the bubble against the Clippers. Um, this was his best playoff game and uh, easily his best scoring game. It was one of those games where you look back on you like, God, I wish they would have won that. And, and really, in essence, the Nuggets did le let them down. Yes, Booker had a great game. Largely, Booker didn't shoot in the fourth quarter. And a lot of that had to do with Landry Shamit um, shooting so well. And uh, I apologize for the clicking here. I don't know what's going on. Um, so um, the Nuggets really, really did a poor job of stepping up when Jokic stepped up. And I think that is going to be an issue if the Nuggets let it. Fortunately for the Nuggets, uh, the Nug they're going home, and I don't think the Suns can beat the Nuggets in Denver. Uh, not this version of the Suns. Um, I think this Nuggets team is kind of built to win at home. And that is going to help them out, coming back home and feeling that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the Nuggets coming back home and with a chip on their shoulder. And and largely that is due to a certain incident that happened uh, in the first half that um, kind of is is the side story that became the main story in this, which is unfortunate. Um, and I will be addressing that after the break.
But I'm going to leave before I get to that and before we take a break, I want to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Um, whites, reds, Rieslings, anything you want. You know, they got a location in Fort Collins. They've got, they've got a location uh, in Sonoma County. Um, they, but their, their lower downtown one is the one I've been to and it's really good. I've heard the one in Fort Collins is really good when they got a really great selection of basically everything you need in your local wine bar. I, I prefer the Pinot, uh, and I prefer the Cabernet, but you know, look, if you like Malbecs, if you like, uh, Syrahs, if you like any of the other reds, they're great. They've got whites and then they also got those Rieslings, which is the Western slope, um, grape that is really really good um once again they're located between 18th and 19th and blake and wazee in beautiful lower downtown denver colorado just a couple blocks away from course field right in the middle of the dairy block they're always online at bfwcolorado.com they're on facebook and instagram under blanchard family wines when you go in or you talk to them tell them jeff morton from csg podcast sent you matt ishbia made a what i could always just only describe as a feeble attempt to by the Denver Broncos in 2022. Um, I think as soon as Robson Walton got involved, he couldn't compete with that money um, because no one can compete with that money. <laughs> uh, maybe Steve Ballmer, but that, that's, that's it. Um, you don't get into a bidding war with someone from Walmart. Um, Walmart Air, I should say. So that is where people in Denver know Matt Ishbia. There are a certain amount of people who know Matt Ishbia from uh, his rather small role on the Michigan State Championship team from 2000. Um, but he is a guy who is uh, the guy who made his money in mortgage in the upper Midwest. Um, and this reflects itself in his blood feud with Dan Gilbert, um, which he went into detail about on Bill Simmons podcast. I think it was last week, um, maybe the week before that. And you don't usually hear that from an owner. Owners really try to not badmouth other owners, but it was apparent that Matt Ishbia doesn't give uh, you know what about it doesn't give a fuck i shouldn't say that this is my podcast i can swear um and it really was a uh, a moment where you you saw maybe he's got that as bill simmons say the new owner syndrome and i think that was in full display last night in first half now caveat here Jokic does this all the time where he, he like identifies that there's a man down and he wants to get the ball quickly and to get the ball out. So, but what he does is he gets the ball and he gives it to the ref. Okay. Because he knows the ref is going to wait for the guy who's fell into the stands to get up. So he gets the ball from usually from the stands. Uh, sometimes a fan has it. And, he, and usually that's normally not a problem. The problem here was uh, the ball that fell into the audience was grabbed by Matt Ishbia. And Ishbia, you could tell, was a little surprised Jokic came at him to get the ball. 
When Jokic grabbed at the ball, Ishbia batted the ball out of Jokic's hands. I did not see that he had laid his hand on Jokic's hip. Um, and this started a kerfuffle. And then which ensued, which a fan uh, tried to, in you know, contribute to the issue. Um, and, you know, as of this recording, by the way, there's been nothing ruled by the NBA about, about this situation. So I, I c- couldn't tell you uh, as of this right now, that I could be proven wrong as soon as I upload this and it'll be egg on my face. But um, as of right now, there has been no disciplinary action taken. So the Nuggets, um, you know, end up being assessed a technical because of what happened with Jokic. This fan ends up being ejected. Nothing happened to Ishbia. Now, here is here's my official stance on this. Jokic, you know, does what he does. Maybe he shouldn't have tried to seemingly aggressively uh, get the ball out of Ishbia's hands. But those who are saying that Matt Ishbia was an innocent bystander in this are completely full of shit. Matt Ishbia played basketball. He knows exactly. He knew exactly what he was doing. Much like when before the series started, he leaked or had gave an interview about how he was going to put Phoenix Suns games next year over the air right before the, they played the Nuggets, who are currently embroiled in a four-year-long standoff with Comcast. Okay, um, You will not be able to convince me that this wasn't done on purpose. Man, Ishby is a smart guy. He knows what he's doing, right? Even though he can't seem to spell a lot properly in his in his text in his excuse me in his tweet he sent out about how Jokic shouldn't be suspended as if you know he is the benevolent bystander in this sort of thing uh, and didn't instigate the whole thing by holding onto the ball uh, and knocking it out of Jokic's hands. There is there is a calculation to this, and I think the Nuggets handled it very perfectly. Um, you know, Malone saying, I don't give a shit about the, the guy who did it being the son's owner and Jokic saying, look, they're supposed to protect me. And the fan pushed him and Ishbia knocked the, tried to knock the ball out of, uh, uh, Jokic's hands and flopped. And I think that part is one thing where like, first of all, I'm okay with anything that is spicy. All right. I pointed this out before the series started. The Nuggets do not have a rival. And that is not because they're so good that they don't need one. It's that they just don't have one. Their geographic isolation has kind of... The Nuggets, uh, the city of Denver's geographic isolation from most of these cities has kind of rendered it um, rival-less. And people have tried to manufacture a, a Utah one for years, and it hasn't really worked. Uh, and the same thing with, uh, Portland and Portland's just too far away. You know, you, you play them a lot, but it's too far away. Um, and I think what has happened is you generate rivalries by multiple times you appear against someone in the playoffs. Now they did that with Portland and there was some angst there with Portland, but that quickly dissipated once people realized that Portland was going down a, we're not very good rabbit hole. So this was really left to the Nuggets to like not have rivals again. Um, what happened in 2021 and, and is what happening this year is really ginning up this rivalry. And we have sort of Matt Ishbia to thank for this, but uh, coming back to this, Matt Ishbia knows what the fuck he's doing. 
let's let's not let's pre- not pretend like he is some innocent bystander in this. He knew what he was doing in this. He one hundred percent knew what he was doing, and he was trying to get a competitive advantage by knocking Jokic out, basically, not physically, but I mean of getting him to a point where there would be a penalty against him. And there was, it was a technical. Now this goes into something that I, I, I think that, I think that people misunderstand. Mark Cuban is Mark Cuban because, uh, he was able to, um, position himself in ownership circles to where even if he did some stupid shit, he'd still have support. Matt Ishbia has owned this team for three months, if that, because it took a long time for him to be approved. Um, And this is a guy who is just in the door. I don't necessarily think NBA owners are going to be giving Matt Ishbia the benefit of the doubt, say a Mark Cuban will, even though Cuban has been fined out to Wazoo multiple times. He says a bunch of stupid shit. Um, His, his, he gets in trouble a lot because of uh, of his workplace issues. <clears throat> it he, Mark Cuban's Mark Cuban because he has allies. Uh, Matt Ishbia is brand new. He has no allies. And I'm curious to see how owners handle this. Like, once again, I'm recording this. At, I mean, this is as of this recording, it's 1228 p.m. Uh, mountain Time. Uh, I have not seen anything so far about uh, any penalties coming down for either Ishbia or, or uh, uh, Nikola Jokic. There shouldn't be any. This was stupid. And I think I think that uh, Charles Barkley had it right. And he's saying, like, I hope the NBA doesn't do something stupid. You know, on a night that Nikola Jokic was a one-man band and, and got 53 points and 11 assists um, and really was showing – he is the best center in the NBA. You don't want the next thing being he gets he gets uh, suspended for one game for something that was instigated by one of their owners. That would be a terrible look for the league. And I think somewhere the league knows that. I think they kind of are cognizant of how stupid that would appear. But once again, the NBA did suspend Steve, uh, a bunch of people for the Steve Nash, Robert Ory thing in, uh, uh, 2007 and basically cost the uh, the Suns a chance at a championship. So who knows at this point? Um, but there is some scrutiny on this and people will be watching to see what happens. On the flip side of all this, you know, Matt Ishbia has really tried to gin up and I really want, I appreciate this because the Cronkies don't talk. There's a reason Stan Cronkies called Silence Dan. Um, they, they, the Cronkies don't talk. They, and when they do talk, they kind of trip over themselves. So this isn't a situation where you're going to see a response from the Cronkies about this. What's going to happen is, uh, this is going to be a very loud Matt Ishbia thing. And it's going to be up to the Nuggets to, to smash them when they come to Denver. And I get the feeling, and like, if we're, we're talking about the rest of this series, it's a best of three now. The Nuggets have two games at home. Um, Nuggets take care of business at home. They'll be fine. Uh, I do not care if this game, this series goes seven. The Nuggets took care of the Timberwolves in, uh, it took care of the Timberwolves in five, should have been four. Um, and this Nuggets team, you know, you can't say that they're not tired or they're, they're tired because there was a three day game gap between game two and game three. All right. Um, I expect the Nuggets to come out 
roaring and really try to prove a point uh, and hopefully bury the uh, the Suns in game game five, which would lead to a best of two, which advantage Nuggets because they have home. Um, Booker's been good. Great. Um, Durant has had a better last two games. Um, but once again, the Nuggets issue was the fact that they let Landry Shamit get 17 points. That was it. They, they lost in a game. They lost by five. They let Landry Shamit have 17 points. There is your problem. A guy who is not good got 17 points. So if there is a, if there is a, something that the Nuggets need to do, it is to limit that part because Booker and Durant are going to get whatever they're going to get. People are overly focused on Booker and Durant. Um, they're going to get their points. Okay. Um, I know Michael Malone wants to stop them from getting their points. That is not going to be possible. The Nuggets do not have the personnel for that sort of thing. you got to mitigate the gamut damage by just limiting the other role players. And they did a bad job of that in game four. Um, plus, the Nuggets role players will play better in Denver in in, in game five. Uh, so the advantage goes to the Nuggets still. Um, but I am kind of happy that this Matt Ishbia thing happened in a perverse sense. Matt Ishbia is... Um, he is uh, the heel that the we need to create a rivalry. I'm okay with a rivalry happen. Rivalries are good, folks. Um, and the more this happens and the more people talk about Devin Booker's BDIs and you, you go through that, I'm, I'm sure that the more people in Denver will be like, yeah, this is a fucking rivalry. And you know what? I'd be 100% happy with that as someone who has, who has craved a rivalry in, uh, for the Nuggets for a long time, this will be absolutely perfect. Um, and like I said, you get this from playing people in the playoffs multiple times. It just, the angst builds and it, it manifests itself. And when the owner of the Suns uh, holding on to a basketball and instigating something that the only penalty went to uh, Nikola Jokic. So, um, I look for the Nuggets to have a very, very, very good game five. And we will, the, the narrative will turn again. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. Uh, I will be back after game five with another episode. Goodbye.